Hi guys, welcome to Glitching the Code here on Iconic.com. You'll be watching the video version on Iconic.com and here in the audio version on YouTube and BitChu and any other channels we can get this on before we get thrown off because we will be talking about big tech and the big technocracy and transhumanism and all the way the, the world that we're going into is going to be mad and I'm here with um, Lily Brunton and Lily's a researcher she's done some incredible work we'll go over to her Facebook and we'll put the links below later you can talk look at her work I first came across her work in an article she posted about um, retina scanning um, and the tech behind that and that's very interesting we'll come to that later so Lily welcome to the show welcome to Iconic we're, we're happy to have you on Iconic you'll be working with us a lot more in the future in the next film I'm making um, how did you come in to look into all of this stuff and what it really piqued your interest about? Let's go, let's keep it present about COVID right now. What is happening right now in the tech world and why did that pique your interest? Well, good to be with you, Rick, and thank you for inviting me on. And, and you know, very nice to be introduced to all your listeners and viewers. So thank you for that. What piqued my interest? Um, way back when, in, when um, JFK got shot, but in relationship to the... Uh, the technocracy that we are now literally have the firm boot on our faces of um, was actually the the mask issue because there were so many dogs that didn't bark when they should have. As Sherlock Holmes used to say, the dog that doesn't bark is the one you want to be looking at. And the mask issue seemed utterly crazy because everybody's always been talking about, you know, facial recognition. And, you know, Facebook started it quite a long time ago and there were many, um, you know, cameras, surveillance, all of that, the airport scanning, the facial thing, the, the biometrics of reading the, the, the human face. But the thing was that our faces change. Faces change dramatically as we age with cosmetic procedures, with facial hair or non-facial hair for men and possibly some women too. <laughs> How's the beard coming? Um, and, you know, it, it didn't make sense to me that they would base their entire recognition of individuals on face, faces that can be changed, altered. Um, you know, even just putting in fake teeth, you know, like vampire teeth on Halloween, literally alters your jawline. And so when the mask became mandatory on the 24th of uh, July in the UK uh, for shopping and banks and all the rest of it, um, and when it, we were told that it was going to be mandatory, that really jarred with me. I mean, it always jarred with me. Why cover your face um, for a, a virus that can get through the weave of the, uh, the material or fabric? So... I started to ponder it and it hit me that there must be a reason for it. There must be some technological advance that they have that would mean that they no longer required facial recognition. And when I dived into that little hole, that's when I came up 
with not retinal scanning, scanning, I have to correct you on that. The retinal scanning is the gold standard of security biometrics. You have to be here. So literally less than a few centimeters from the eye for the scanner to literally scan your eye. And in terms of the you know, military security complex, it's the gold standard because it's very, very difficult to fake. And unlike all those movies we've all seen where Tom Cruise you know, uses someone else's eye to, to, to scan the data, um, that doesn't work because the eye contracts almost immediately and the capillary dilation immediately contracts and the, the actual jelly ball of the eye out of vile jelly, as Shakespeare said in Macbeth, um, literally shrivels up a little bit and that scan would not be possible. So it's not retinal scanning. It's actually iris scanning. And iris scanning is the blue or the green or the brown or the grey or whatever colour eyes you have, coloured area around the pupil of the eye. And every single person on this earth has a different pattern. It's unique to everyone. It develops in the womb and it doesn't change a great deal until the tomb. So as a result, you have a, a scan that is able through AI to uniquely assign you a number based on the 240 odd unique identifying aspects of the human iris. And the, the thing about it is, Rick, that it can be done in minutes by an infrared style camera that's working on digital. It can be done from video. So, you know, we're being scanned now, <laughs> potentially. Um, and that number then gets, the number that's assigned to your unique iris, which could be as much as 500 plus digits long is stored on the blockchain and where it's stored well I haven't got to the bottom of that rabbit hole obviously but where it's how it's stored is on the blockchain and it will be there forever whenever they need to pinpoint where you are all they do is say well she's just gone into Tesco's because they can do that from the cameras it there is no distance, as far as I'm aware, there is no distance um, limit. If they've got a camera and it can zoom in, they can identify you. They probably already have because this tech has been available at airports, a lot of the, particularly the major ones, all around the world for quite some time. There's a patent, a chap called John Dogman. He's a dog and he got the OBE from her match for his endeavours, started off at Harvard, moved to Cambridge and developed this patent for, and I'll quote it if you like, biometric personal identification system based on iris analysis by John Dogman. I contend, and it's a theory, and I hope I'm wrong, but I contend that this is the reason that there 
putting us in masks because it enables pinpoint scanning of the iris without all the mess of the other data confusing the AI or confusing the scan. And if you look at all the Western countries that are doing it, particularly the Five Eyes countries, and isn't that (laughs) a bit of a joke? Because I think the Five Eyes have been using it for some time. I think that's how they picked up on uh, George Floyd so quickly in the shop before his dreadful and untimely death. I think they probably scanned him as he entered the store. He'd been a prisoner, remember. They will have definitely got his data. Anyway, we digress, so forgive me for that. Because the irony of all of this is that it plays absolutely into big tech. The FAMGAS, the FAGMAS. What do I mean by that? I mean Facebook, Amazon, Google, Apple, and did I miss one? Microsoft, yes. (laughs) One of the big ones. So these guys, I think, are likely to be involved in some way with this because what are they doing? Mining our data. And just as a sidebar to this, the mining of data has taken a uh, a slightly dramatic turn, I think, with the May 2018 Data Protection Act. This is called the General Data Protection Act Regulations. And it was signed through Parliament without a single fuss or murmur. And to the average person, what that meant was that we got these annoying little boxes that always popped up when we accessed a site on the internet saying, yes, I give 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 permission for you to analyse my data. What that act, if you actually read it, says is that you are a data subject or a natural person. And the language of the act, the Regulation Act that I'm quoting, the GDPR, is synonymous. Those two phrases are synonymous with each other. So your data subject and your natural person are interchangeable. And to quote the actual regulation itself, that means a natural person or data subject is a name, an identification number, a location data point, online identifier, or one or more of the following specific two, the physical, physiological, genetic, pause for dramatic effect, mental, economic, cultural, social identity of that natural person or data subject. So this DDPR regulation that was signed into effect in the UK in May of of 2018 and subsequently was rolled out pretty much across the Western world. I can't speak to Asia or, you know, anywhere else, but for sure, America, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, etc., the five eyes, was rolled out. Now, on the back of that, and what's interesting about that was that I then started to dig into how 
or why that might be used. And that's when I hit on a company that I've, I've, I've had my beady eyes on for some time. Um, and that, that is DeepMind. DeepMind is, it is wholly owned by Google. And DeepMind is an AI division of Google, and more on that later. But for now, DeepMind brokered a deal because it wanted to ostensibly, allegedly, bring forward um, an, an access point to medical data. And this is where it gets, you know, that's when you start to get an irritating chill down the spine, isn't it? That's where you, you the little splinter in the brain itches and you think, oh, we're all of these things and they're talking about our genetic data and they're talking about data subjects, which sounds incredibly transhuman in a way, doesn't it? Um, and so I, I started to look at how what partnerships DeepMind had brokered. And shortly after Google's acquisition of DeepMind, they brokered a deal, and I could not have made this up, with the Moorfields Eye Hospital in London. The goal, allegedly, was that they were going to be able to perform faster diagnoses of retinal scans of people who were going to the eye hospital. Were they? Because they've got our best interests at heart, haven't they? Or were they using it to perfect the um, the, the, the iris scan technology? <coughs> Sorry, that's my dog. He doesn't like it when I mention <coughs> iris scans. <laughs> Pickle. So, and on the back of that, they picked up 1.6 million points of data from the Hampstead Free Hospital as well. These were controversial because they were literally linking up with the NHS. And they stated that it was just these two hospitals, the Moorfield um, Eye, Eye Hospital and the Hampstead Free Hospital. But did it stop there? There's no data out there that suggests that it didn't but I can find no evidence that they, they acquired any other. But knowing where the NHS has been going and how things have been happening within the NHS, I think it's highly likely mm. yeah. that DeepMind now have a deep, deep reservoir of genetic iris, data patient records, everything. And who manages that system? None other than Circa. The company that people are catching on to now, but originally nobody would ever heard of. They provide security services, prisoner transfer, transfer um, services to the government on contract. They, for example, police and provide security for RAF filing deals up in the North Yorkshire Moors, which is a massive American-run early warning system, allegedly. Um, they also had a massive scandal some years back where they were charging the government excessive amounts of money for prisoners who didn't exist. And they, they were found out and they paid the money back, supposedly. 
Um, but they were literally transferring prisoners who had died or who had been released and charging the government a tremendous amount of money to do so. And that scandal did not bring them down. On the contrary, they got more contracts. Now they run the National Visa Centre in America with access to everyone's data in the, you know, for visas and credit cards. Not only that, but they also have the management of the US Passport Office. This company is, I think, a many-headed hydra that has literally embedded itself in many aspects of our lives um, and, and needs serious research doing into it, um, as does, and I, I would welcome any thoughts people have or any ideas people have regarding the iris scan, because, you know, I literally only uncovered it a couple of weeks ago and there's an aspect to the iris scan research which is very suggestive of the lack of need of chipping which all of us have been talking about the RFID chipping uh, which is obviously in your passport it's on your credit card or your bank debit card um, and the, there's been many many talks about it being you know, injected into the um, the body um with iris scanning it's totally unnecessary it's cheap because you don't have to by the chips or any of that, it's instant in a, in a sense because in in a, in a few minutes you've got absolutely the biometrics of a person unique to them for the rest of their lives. Which means if you've got that database, if you're into that database or plugged in or bought in or whatever it is they do, you are identifiable anywhere you go in the world at any time in real time. So when people talk about the cashless society, I kind of do a little wry smile because you're not going to need your bank account. You're not going to need cash. You're just going to need your peepers. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's how terrifying it is. I think a lot of people don't get can't get their head around for someone who's not into this information. Why do they want all of these thousands of points of data about you? What are they doing with them? What could they possibly find the value in this other than tracking where you are all of all time what's the value for them good question um my speculation and we asked you know bear in mind this is a theory i, I like as i said earlier i'd be happy to be wrong about this we know we're living in surveillance state times we know it's gone way beyond even orwell's remit you know yeah. uh, it's at a different almost end game stage really where we are literally logged, bagged, numbered, and in the beast of the system. And that's what it is. What do they want? Well, what have they always wanted, Rick? Data. We are being monetized, is my contention. This is about money. Because, and, and here's an insidious little sidebar to the iris scan. The iris will give data points in analysis, such as, for example, iridology of issues in the body, sometimes years ahead of when those issues manifest as physical symptoms. Now, can you think of anybody who might really like to have their hands on that data? Because I can. Big harmer. It gives them an opportunity 
to see whether heart disease, arteriosclerosis, diabetes, etc., are present in the iris. So again, that's another opportunity to monetize us, particularly if we in the UK lose our NHS, which I think is it's only a matter of time, isn't it? So from that aspect alone, we knew that Facebook and pardon me, Google and others were already monetizing our data to tailor our ad experience to what we might or might not be interested in based on algorithms, which is based on AI. We knew that all of that was happening. What we don't know, and again, it's speculative, is if these iris scans are giving them such incredibly personal data, which, you know, in the positive could be very helpful. You know, if you if, if they were able to, and God, there's an insidious aspect to this as well, send you a letter saying, uh, dear Ms. Brunton, we have spotted that you may be pre-diabetic and we'd like you to come into the clinic for, a, for an analysis. I mean, that would be an incredibly positive use for technology. Massive. Think of all the people you'd be able to help through that. So that is a positive aspect. I'm not totally anti-AI and big tech. I think we have to learn to work together. I think bridges between us need to be created. Because, yes, there's an insidious, ghastly nature to all of this surveillance. But there is also a potential good that could come out of it. And that's one aspect of it. But again, it infringes privacy right down the line. Mm. Everything about all of this seems to come down to intrusiveness, crossing yeah. boundaries and lack of choice. They're yeah. the three things I would say that, that, you, that are on the line with AI. And that to me is freedom. Once mm. these things are taken out of your control, your, your, your lack of your choices are taken away, you don't have the freedom to keep information to yourself, your thoughts to yourself, your feelings to yourself, and reveal them at your own discretion, then mm. what are you? you? There's a line to cross there. And it does seem the Bill Gates, the Microsofts of the world, the Zuckerbergs of the world don't have any respect for your boundaries and your personal sovereignty. And that's, Neither does AI. And that's what I'm saying. And then if they're controlling and they're creating this technology, it will only be created in the manner of their own way and thoughts and feelings and their own urges. So this tech in itself is just tech. But if they're creating it and they're controlling it, they'll use it to cross your boundaries. And as we've seen, they're doing. And then when do you become nothing more than a, a um, as you say, a hamster on the wheel of a data? A wave? number. Mm. It's it's back to um, was it the prisoner? I am not a number. Um, it, it, you, it could be a utopia if it was in the hands of those who honour, respect, freedom, privacy, and the right to exist and choose your life in the way that you do, that we would like to. But it's become in the hands of the. And, I, you know, I'm not a clinical psychologist, but they seem very psychopathic in what they're doing. Greedy. Nothing is ever enough. How much is enough for them? Power. 
And again, absolute power corrupts absolutely. We know that. History has taught us time and again that the psychopathic in power will always, always stamp on the rights of others and seek to control them. And so we could be working with AI to create a utopia, to end poverty, to have a home for everyone. The possibilities with AI are, are phenomenal. And this is why I'm not against it. But the problem is who's regulating it? Who's programming it? Because you're only the code is only as good as the programmer pops in. And those people are seriously corrupt. They're often military, which tells you again what the agenda will be. They're often, well, let's call them geeks, shall we? They're often geeks with too much power in unelected positions. And it's all covert. And I object fundamentally to all of this happening without my say-so, without my consent, without even the overt trust in my judgment to either opt in or opt out. And fundamentally, that is an erosion of sovereignty and freedom of every individual on this planet. It is. And it's the one thing that we need to hold on to. There has to be a no. It is rape to vaccinate yeah. someone without their consent. That is going intrusive Absolutely. within the body. That is rape. That is considered technically exactly what it is. We've looked. Definition-wise, it is. Yeah, military yeah. there. We just talked yeah. about. Um, we just talked about Trump. Um, um, going along and talking about the progression from Moderna and their vaccine, which is connected to AstraZeneca, and then right on yeah. their website, DARPA. I mean, what is the yeah. military doing anywhere near your medical? It's about weaponization of everything against humanity. Mm -hmm. These mm -hmm. people are psychopathic. And then this brings us to something you brought up this morning. You sent me an email this morning. I didn't have time to answer it back, but I did see until we, we, we spoke okay. recently. The congressional mm -hmm. hearing that's taking place, is it tomorrow? Um, yeah, yeah, it is. How amazing the timing of this. It's giving I me know. goosebumps. What, what in the world? Is there some synchronicity going on? talk us through what that means and what it is about sure. the listeners and i'm going to try and get this out very quickly actually this this episode yeah. because this is important to go out as soon as we can um well what is it appropriate what does it mean? It? and who's involved yeah. okay well there's a there's a cast of characters in this little stage play which of course will not be live and in person this will all be done by video link because of covid so it's a congressional hearing of the House Judiciary into um, an antitrust investigation into big tech. Now, that's a long sentence, but the words that immediately leap out at me are antitrust. What is antitrust? You, you either trust or you don't. So they're looking at the Silicon Valley big players. So who are the Silicon Valley big players? We know most of them by household name by now. We've got Mark Zuck the Puck from Midsummer Night's Dream doing his trickery, fakery and, and, and so forth with Faceache. Fedbook. Oh, sorry, Fed Facebook. Um, you've got Jeff Bezos from Amazonian, we are the biggest river of shopping delight on in the entire planet. 
You've got Sundar Pichai, and I hope I've pronounced his name right, from Google. Eyes everywhere, reading every bit of data and showing you what you can and can't see. And we have Tim Cook, the lesser known of the quad there, who is the Apple CEO. And again, this is about software and developers of software and access to it, etc. There are two players who are not well, let's, let's say they're conspicuous by their absence. And that is Microsoft's darling little geek, the gates of hell, and Twitter, Jack Dorsey. Those two are missing from the witness list, which I had a look at last night. They're not being called. The other four are being made to attend by video link, not, I hasten to add, in person. So they'll be, they will be filmed. Apparently, the whole congressional hearing will be filmed tomorrow. But again, it's going to be, you know, through Zoom. Jeff Bezos tried to wriggle out of it and uh, was actually refusing to attend at one point, but has now said he will. So if we just vaguely recap what each of these guys has, does and is worth, I think it would be worth it just to just to kind of get a, a big picture of where they are, what they're into. So indulge me. I do know a lot of people know this, um, but I think it's important to just give the scope, the reach, the tentacles, mm. the octopuses of control, as dear Charlie Robinson calls it. Um, it isn't. An octopus. I'm, I'm sorry, it went beyond that a long time ago, Charlie. It's now the. It, it, it's a multi-layered spider's web that feeds into multiple strands, and creates almost like a neural network, pathways to individuals who do not have our best interests at heart, but they do have their own best interests at heart because they're set all of them to make more money than God. Not that God wants money, but you know what I mean. Mm. These people are monetizing, monetizing, monetizing. And I, my question to them has always been, how much is enough, boys? When are you going to stop? So Mark, he's got Faceache. He's also got WhatsApp. He's also got Instagram. Think about it. How do we all communicate? We all use WhatsApp, the kids using Instagram, Faceache, who isn't on Faceache? Seven out of 10 Americans use Facebook every single day. Yeah. That's massive. I can't remember what the population is of America right now. Do you know? Not the top of my head, no. But no, me neither. Me neither. Now that, just extrapolating that data out, that gives you massive, massive, massive potential in advertising alone. So it's 328 to... million in 2019. Wow. So it's gone up by then. Little... Unless, well, unless Gates has got hold of a few. And he probably has. Mm. COVID might have helped too, allegedly. Um, but you've got, with the potential of that kind of market, digital ads precisely targeted i would contend listening through our devices 
because we all have had that experience, haven't we, of thinking about something quite bizarre, like farting on a birthday cake, and there's suddenly an ad about it. Add to that Every- what you said earlier as well about just jump in there. Sorry, but the the um, the uh, iris scanning. Yeah, um, exactly. If you're looking into your phone every, all day long, who's to say that that's not happening on a daily basis? Yep. Sorry, my ear fell off. <laughs> <laughs> so who's to say that's not happening already? If you've got the tech in your hand to be scanning and you're staring into it all day long. I think there was um, it. A very powerful, in fact, actually, I'll just flip my page because Facebook Deep Learning Facial Research Tech, they acquired a company um, that was doing very strong mapping of emotion reading on the human face, including, I suspect, facial tells. You know how, um, you know that guy Lightman from the show Lie to Me? It was yep. based on Dr. Paul Ekman, where we, you know, um, I think they've done profiling of people like, for example, the McCanns with the Madeline disappearance, where they've looked at facial analysis, body language, language, embedded confessions within statements, etc. And that tech is widely available and we all know about it. Facebook has that. They acquired a deep learning facial recognition program, which they could easily black mirror style be watching your facial reactions when you're watching, say, an Antifa mm. uh, fight on the street in Washington. And, you know, the oh, horror and, and oh, the, oh, my goodness. And some people, weird people, will be excited by it. And they'll be biometrically reading that through the facial recognition program on Facebook as you watch it in real time. That's that's the allegation, speculation, but I digress. So you're right, you're right. But all of these guys have exponentially increased their wealth massively, moosively, unbelievably through the stratosphere all throughout the lockdown. Not one of these guys has taken a hit. Not one of these guys is a small business out on the high street who's had to close. Every single one in one day... Jeff Bezos of Amazon made $13 million in one day. His current net worth, and bear in mind, this is what they're prepared to tell us his net worth is, because it could be PR, couldn't it? Is $190 billion. $190 billion. He's almost set to explode. He's so full of it. 38% of all USA online sales are his. In comparison, I looked up Walmart. They get 6%. 38% Rick. That is almost a monopoly, isn't it? It is. I agree. He also, by the way, just as a little sidebar, owns the Washington Post. Just saying. (laughs) And of course, uh, I've I've heard some researchers also, just as another little sidebar. Pardon me, that's my tea coming back. (laughs) He also obviously has the Amazon streaming site. And I've heard some researchers just in the recent past 
suggests that there is behind the Amazon streaming site another dark Amazon site where you could potentially be watching child pornography or snuff films. Yeah, I know. I'm looking into it, but I don't like it. But, you know, we got to look, haven't we? Mm. Um, I've I've heard that said, that embedded behind it is the, the, the really quite dark stuff, which, you know, knowing that there is a massive, what's the word, current interest in paedophilia and catching them and um, exposing them. And the Epstein-Maxwell thing absolutely highlights all of that. Um, but the, the, there's a, a darker aspect to this with Amazon, which I think bears a little bit of scrutiny. Um, and again, the viewers and, and, and the listeners could have a look at that because I'm sure there are better researchers than me out there who maybe have already done so. Well, no matter where you scratch around in this deep, deep, dark web, it always comes back down to Satanism, child abuse, child trafficking, um, at, at the very core of it. And we know that's what they use to compromise all of these politicians. Yeah. We know that. So when it comes down yeah. to it, it comes down to Satanism at the very, very yeah. root of it all. Uh, Sabatine, yeah. Frankish, Satanism, and go all the way back to the mm-hmm. Anunnaki. We go way back there. So we know that the very core, their Achilles heel, is that they know that people, at the very least, won't put up with abusing children, genuinely, yeah. genuine people. And they're even trying to make that normalised. And they've been trying yes. since the yes. 70s, which is beyond horrific. Yeah. Um, because Unbelievable. A lot of, that's why they're, they're into it. And um, yeah. as you say, it's yeah. at the core of everything unfortunately seems to be yeah. seems to be and i and i would actually suggest that the these tech guys are aware Absolutely. if not part i'm not going to say they're part of it because who knows but they're don't they're going to be aware well certainly hollywood's caught up in it and built around yeah, it. Yeah. and hollywood yeah, was but, built around a satanic ritual anyway um it, exactly the holly wand yeah so we know that magic spelling yeah people yeah. look back into all of this stuff it's replicated technocratic versions of old esoteric witch practices and dark black magic practices is what we see absolutely um absolutely and, but with technology sorry carry on but it's just important to say that this isn't something that's new this is a replicated version of an, a technocratic version of something they've been doing for thousands of years absolutely but now they have the reach and the power to extend their webs to snare even more people than ever, ever before. I mean, back in pagan times, it was very much localised to a small tribe or tribes or whatever. But as time has moved on, I think their reach is... Oh, I'm sorry, my... No, you're fine. I'm a bit bit low on battery, Rick, just warning you. So we might have to edit. That's fine. Um... So you, you had pockets, whereas now the pockets are linked on the web and the ability to influence, corrupt, um, compromise anybody at any time, whether they're guilty or innocent, is absolutely there. And that, again, is another of the... Oh God, it, 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 I don't have a word, but it's abhorrent. Utterly and completely abhorrent. But that's where exponentially we are with tech and the the tech revolution has literally changed all of that to the point that they can broadcast, you know, adult and child pornography um, 
to 50 countries at the speed of light. And, and, and it's a worry. It's a worry. So Sundar Pichai has Google, which is owned by, I think, a, an, an interesting name. They call themselves Alphabet. Mm. And, you know, we talk about the Alphabet agencies, don't we? And we talk about, you know, an Alphabet is an incredibly important way of communicating since that and the Rosetta Stone and, you know, the, 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 the Babylonian script and, and so forth, we, we, we have come out of the dark ages with that. So that's, that, that's no accident, that one. They also, as I've mentioned before, with relationship to the iris scan, they own DeepMind, mm-hmm. which is an AI um, thing. And it literally, Google searches command 90% of all global web searches and they own YouTube and that gives them tremendous power with regard to our free speech it also gives us tremendous it gives them tremendous power to limit what we have access to in terms of information and we know about the scandals that, that they've been involved in but back to the story which is that they are monetizing the ads refining um, which ads turn up there was a scandal a few years ago where they were fined for skewing ad searches towards people who had paid them as opposed to people who hadn't. And all of these people have had minuscule fines, but in terms of their overall revenue, it's just like a tenner to us. A few billion quid on that. No, no problem. They keep on doing it. And there's no regulation. More on that later. And then you have Tim Cook with his, with his Apple Inc., we all know that the Apple phones are built in obsolescence, which means they're going to break down, fade, start to not work after a certain period of time. You've got things like Apple prioritizing their Apple products over everyone else's so that everybody's buying Apple products instead of newly developed startups. They've got their music, their TV that they've branched out into. And then you've got those big four standing up tomorrow or rather sitting down on Zoom, talking to this antitrust congressional investigation. What does that mean? Well, it's a bunch of politicians, isn't it, Rick? So what are they going to be looking at? From where I'm thinking, it's all going to be about the election. They're going to be concerned how these four players will skew potential political bias. They're going to be looking at potentially, I think, Chinese relations actually as well. But the most important thing is going to be electoral security. That's what the three main areas will be that they're going to be looking at. I don't see them looking to regulate these people because I don't think they can anymore. That that time, that little window of regulation, that flew out a long time ago. Mm. A long time ago. So I don't think we're going to see very much of anything that holds them to account, to transparency. Transparency with these guys. as <laughs> an ironic word. They have, and I'm reminded of the, um, the Aladdin film, they have phenomenal cosmic power in a little itty-bitty space. It's that kind of genie in the bottle. It got out far too long ago, and they have total dominion and control over what the world sees, what the world reads, 
what the world buys and what everybody is doing online. And in addition, on the flip side, they are reading everything that we are doing, analysing our thought patterns, our biometrics, our health issues. And all of that works as a black mirror in the reverse. And it's about money, all of it. Money and power. And they've got it. And they know it. And they're going to do that to the congressional hearing tomorrow. I guarantee it. They'll make it about politics. Same bird, two wings. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. And the only thing they don't have um, control over is what we believe. Uh, And I know your perceptions and your beliefs come from the information taken in. But once you can discredit the companies to the point where people don't no longer believe anything that comes out of their their mouth or the tech that they use or anything then you can start to go okay it's null and void the only thing way i see around it is to actually show these people for who they are therefore everything they touch will turn to shit dust and dust yes the only way around it is because they've got they'll touch everything but it doesn't matter and that's that's what i'm trying to say about the QAnon stuff it's like trump stop the cognitive dissonance you know that he's not doing what he says he's doing he's even coming out today saying mm. with this new company he's still involved with the world health organization that you need to accept that you've been manipulated and abused to be able to move from it it's not a very nice thing to understand that you've been tricked no but it's ego we're not going to be on this yeah. planet very long we've got a little job mm-hmm. to do here then we're sodding off somewhere yeah. else but what exactly. you're going to leave to your children because these exactly. kids are going to grow up with these people as their rulers these technocratic mm. PC world idiots. Yeah, the rules. unelected. The elected. unelected. No, yeah. the, these are unelected technocrats and the oligarchs. And it is all about money because ultimately they have the control, they have the power, they have the money, they can do anything, anything. And they are not accountable, they're not regulated. We have no other option other than withdrawing our financial support to all of them. How do we do that? Don't buy stuff on Amazon. It's really simple. Mm. Just don't give them your money. Don't buy Apple. Buy a basic phone. It'll do your health better anyway. Google. Yeah. (laughs) I'm aware. I'm a researcher. (laughs) <laughs> it's a difficult one. It's a difficult one. The searches have definitely decreased since I would say to 2012. The ability to find information. Most people don't go beyond the first page. No, first five. First five. Um, yeah, first five paid for um, pop-ups on your uh, exactly. Google. They're paid yeah. for. They're paid. They're stuck in front of your face. It's like sellotaping a yeah. newspaper. That's what it's, isn't it? It won't go past the first page, and they definitely won't go past I, the third. You see it like this, your eyes are actually being held open and this is what you shall look at, Google-eyed. I mean, you know, it says it all on the tin. Zuck, I'm not sure about Zuck because I do think that that Facebook has connected people up who otherwise would not have connected. And in, in very, very positive, that has created small online communities. Yes, I know all the, uh, the negative stuff of arguing and the, the, the political bias, etc. But that aspect of connecting people up who otherwise would never have met in in real life. And getting information out is still there. You know, I hear most of my alternative news on Facebook. Mm. And obviously I don't believe half of it, but 
particularly you know QAnon and all of that, you have to be awfully careful with discernment on that one. So you've got these four guys standing up before congressional hearing and nothing's going to happen, nothing's going to change. And it's just going to be about the election and the security and political bias. And, and, and we know, as I say, that the genie of their phenomenal cosmic power is uncontainable and will not squish back into the bottle. Mm. Not now. Yeah, yeah, totally true. And, and that's where people are so overwhelmed with it because you're yeah. like, what do I do? Somehow I went to sleep in 1989 and I woke up in 2004 and my life was on the internet and I didn't yeah, even know yeah. how it happened and I slept yeah. into this and the door yeah. slammed behind us as you say probably a good 10 years ago at the very least yeah. um, at least at yeah. least and now we're stuck in their little world and virtual world about a virtual reality I don't think the virtual reality was necessary out there and there no. will be one and there will it's be it. death it's here now it. we've had it set around us is what we rely upon to, con- to, yeah. to function so we have and look how the lockdown reality. has added to that the lockdown was precisely to really lock people down into down the and in. frame. Yeah. yeah. Now we're virtual. Totally. Now we're virtually yeah. doing everything. We're almost doing everything virtual. I virtually talk to you. I'm talking to you face yeah. to face. I can virtually do it. I can virtually. Yeah. Why would you virtually want to live your life as opposed to live your life? Yeah. But we've been yeah. forced to virtually exist as opposed yeah. to exist. And all the signs are there. And this is heading into a far, far worse place. As you say, that sounds like a public show trial for tech, the technocratic world tomorrow, to be honest. It, 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 I mean, it's red flagging everything to me that this is more about the election and they're terrified that there's going to be some forms of political manoeuvring and bias and, and, and very little else will be done. But it's got this lovely, lovely, posh, many-worded title of antitrust investigation into big tech. I mean, it would know, literally take you and I half a day to properly investigate all the areas in which big tech should be held accountable. One of the ones we could come now is, is Facebook's Terragraph. And people don't realise yes. that everyone's going on yes. about 5G rolling out. They don't realise that the Terragraph by Facebook doesn't need 5G. It's already on 60 gigahertz and they've already got the tech to be able to leapfrog um, the t- the the technology out there so i still think that if you look at facebook's telegraph and how they're actually using millimeter waves at 60 gigahertz already got the patent down on the telegraph have a look into that because that doesn't need the technology that we're actually fighting against and that's terrifying that they're actually already just blatantly saying we're going to do it anyway just we've got another way of doing this just just roll it out yeah yeah no no, should we do you think uh, no ethics no sitting down, no scratching heads and wringing hands, but just like, oh, yeah, let's just do that. Okay, so we're talking about all of the, all the guys that will be at the congressional hearing and we're, the big names, the big universal DC comic names, big villains that we have in the world now. Yeah. Um, what about the AI, their acquisition, they're, they're getting hold of, and what can it do and what do they want to do with it? Mm, well, obviously I can't answer what they're going to do with it because it's only a speculation but for the last 10 years at least all of the FAGMA boys and girls um, again just to recap that's Facebook, Amazon, Google, um, Microsoft and Apple that's FAGMA cast of characters and you're right they're, they're, they're like pantomime villains aren't they They've been acquiring AI startups for at least a decade, if not longer. 
because that's what their PR is willing to tell us. And we know that people do things covertly, as we've already discussed. One, a lot of them seem to be in the medical arena. And, the, the, you know, those are massive red flags for all of us, particularly in relationship to what I was talking about earlier with the iris scanning biometric data. Mm-hmm. So you've got, for example, these two, I think, are actually still relatively independent. NVIDIA and Nuance. NVIDIA is N-V-I-D-I-A and Nuance as in a nuanced conversation. These are AI healthcare apps. And by apps, I mean applications, not an app on your phone. It's a basic power sharing technology that is entirely based on AI. And although I'm not entirely clear who owns those techs, they are they are being used pretty much across the board, particularly in America, for things like radiologists to diagnose diagnostic imaging. Um, so basically looking at x-rays and through the biometrics and through the algorithms of the AI, being able to spot what the human eye can't. Now, obviously, that's hugely uh, impressive tech and very useful if you've got an extremely minuscule fracture that's giving you an awful lot of pain that the AI might be able to spot it and recommend a diagnostic treatment protocol, which is, again, I'm sticky with because, you know, there's nothing like a doctor with experience, with understanding, with a visual and empathy with the patient. There's there's so many concerns, not least of which is where is that data being stored for future? But what's interesting about that is that there seems to be some sort of link with IBM and the Watson AI which was developed around about 2011. Um, That one was the computer, I don't know if you remember, but that was the AI that won Jeopardy. Yes, I do. Yeah. 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 Um, It's a kind of, the other thing that's being developed out of this, a plant is trying to eat my hair. We're we're in the day of the Triffids. Hello, plant. It wants to get in on the act. (laughs) It's a plant. Um, Rob, what should we call him? Robert. Robert's good. Yeah, Robert Plant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've developed from the IBM Watson um, a kind of teaching assistant, which is currently and, you know, hugely relevant to what happened during lockdown with applications for education. And again, this one is incredibly worrying because, as I've just been saying to you, I, I have two kids and I've watched them go through education because of the age gap between them twice so i have my own education reference point i have my elder daughter's Mm. education reference point and my younger kids reference point and i've seen an absolute dilution of not only curriculum but areas of the curriculum for example in history they they learn very specified parameters within it and with a teaching assistant online Um, potentially an actual teacher doing a Zoom call, is all any of us parents have had access to during lockdown. And as we said earlier, the lockdown has been a massive, massive test, not only in terms of IQ for the population to see through it and understand what's really happening, which your excellent film, which I saw 
at the weekend uh, really highlighted and captured the atmosphere of, I thought, beautifully um, and raised some very interesting questions. Um, and so in terms of education alone, there are serious areas of concern because who's regulating that? Where's that coming from? Well, let's look at IBM. IBM, we know, were connected to the Nazis. They they, they created yeah, the exactly for the exactly. Nazi war camps. And we also know that IBM yeah. seed funded, initially funded Microsoft through Bill Gates. They were the yes. money, they put the initial money up for Microsoft, for Bill Gates' pet project, through his mum, who knew one of the heads of IBM. So there's Nazi connections there already. Which is, you know, did did they actually win the war? The, when you look at things like Jack Parsons and the Jet Propulsion Labs in America and Werner von Braun mm. and Paperclip and an awful lot of that data feeds into that, that they were well-placed Nazis in, put into positions of incredible cosmic power again. Yeah, they did a little, little bit of spaces. And what's interesting also about the Jack Parsons jet propulsion was that that became NASA. Yeah. Yeah. That all that tech became NASA. Um, so yeah, you're absolutely right. The, the 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 crossovers of the gigantic web with all the strands have massive node points, which are also nodes on a timeline. Which, if you unpick history, you can see the connections becoming even more dramatically. Uh, extrapolated out but still connected it's amazing when you look at even even a little one just dropping what you're just saying just as a sign yeah. quickly donald trump's uncle was the one who found his fbi i believe or cia but i believe it's fbi who found tesla's papers as tesla when tesla died in a hotel penniless uh -huh. donald yeah. trump's uncle of all people come on i mean uh, the, you know yeah. what i mean there's another thing there. it's i mean it's gone beyond conspiracy which you know in terms of wearing masks and covid being about a respiratory disease means to breathe together con inspire conspire we all know the story of jfk's assassination lone gunman let's discredit them with the conspiracy but the important thing about conspire is i think it's time we changed it and I think what we need to be, and, you know, David had it with his wonderful dot connecting, didn't he? And, and, and that is exactly what it is. But it's kind of like now we're, we're connecting coincidences. And there is no coincidence. At a certain point, you get to Trump found Tesla's, Trump's uncle found Tesla's papers, question mark, question mark. And you start scratching the head and the splinter starts off again and you, you, you've got a bullshit detector going off in your head going, what is this? I don't think we're, we're conspiracists anymore because the conspiracy, ironically, is them. Yeah, I, I see myself as a linear journalist. I bring all uh -huh. these things back into line and it's quite clear. And this is where film, being a filmmaker and a film, um, someone who can see blocks and way this goes together, the mindset of a filmmaker can piece these things together easily, especially yeah. an editor, a video editor, has the mindset Absolutely. and has the mind programming to be able to see these things, how they fit together, multi-layered edits, multi-layered thick constructions. And you're like, this just fits together like a glove, as you say. You can't have IBM now rolling out tech to teach your children and be connected to the Nazi party 
for and Bill Gates to be connected to IBM and Donald Trump found Tesla's papers and do, need we go on to all of these things and Epstein's talking about eugenics and Epstein's talk, talking with Trump and you I mean how long even Stephen Hawkins was on Epstein's island what's Stephen Hawkins doing on Epstein's island I, mean, I know that's all yeah. eugenics it's eugenics Again, eugenics come up. Depopulation, eugenics, cull the herd, a super race of people. And that Transhumanism as well. What the question mm. was, what are they doing with AI and how is that connected yeah. with the biometrics? What are they creating? Well, to, to answer that, we need to be looking also at, um, you know, all the other acquisitions that they've made because it, together it does form the linear connections. Um, and I feel personally that they're multidimensional. Uh, this is way beyond the ability to just simply map it in a straight line. And there's so many deviations. We all know if we've done any research, just how, you know, literally over here, some information can be, but it actually connects. Mm. Yeah, the, the deep mind um, aspect of this that we were talking about earlier with the biometric analysis of viruses, it is 100% accurate, Rick. There is no deviation or error in mathematical patterning of the recognition algorithms that can literally translate the iris into a number. A 512, that is the actual um, data, a 512-digit number, which is yours uniquely for life. Which and on the blockchain. It harks back to the Nazi war camp stamp on your hand, doesn't it? Exactly, exactly. But it's, but the implications of it are incredibly further reaching with all the tech. So let's just keep diving in because we've already established that Google's DeepMind formed links almost straight from the get-go with the Moorfields Eye Hospital and the Hampstead Royal Free, thereby mining probably a couple of million at least patient datas. And we're looking at Microsoft, as you've already mentioned. Um, they have what's called Elementi AI. Um, this is a Montreal-based AI that runs, are you ready? Incubators. So, you know, if you're wanting to apply pressure to, say, a scientist who's not playing ball or, or doing the research that you want him to or her to, and they've just had a baby, what are you going to do? Mm. And bear in mind that Serco, the company we all love to hate, are also running, quite likely, a tremendous amount of the security aspects of hospitals, which gives them backdoor access to that kind of data, which would enable them at the flick of a switch to switch that incubator off. Yeah. And all you have to do is ring the parent and say, you're not playing ball. Well, <laughs> your kid's in an incubator. Um, I mean, it, the, the, the dark applications of this are quite horrendous. Yeah, and then and so there's other applications of what they're incubating and you come into cloning I, and things like that. Glad you said that, exactly. That I'm, I'm leading into that as well. So, yeah, that, that, that enables the battery farm, the Nazi baby farms, uh, to take another leap forward because they don't even need human personnel to interact with those babies. And without that contact with mother, father, parents, caregivers, whatever, they are immediately in the machine and of the machine. It, 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 yeah, yeah, we come back to Oprah, who was very good friends with John of God. John of yes. God was 
I had a baby. A fight. terrible, yes, terrible. Yeah. So obviously they're also involved in Skype and Microsoft and, um, you know, hello. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, dark lot. <laughs> we're, already we're, we're, we're already in too yeah. deep. I wouldn't worry about it now. No, it's too. It's like the genie in the the lamp again. We're not going to get it back in. So you've also got Uber doing geometric intelligence. So basically, that's autonomous driving cars. Which again, you're driving along, the car switches out, you crash into a lamppost, you're gone, easy peasy. Facebook, their deep learning I've already covered to an extent with the facial recognition tech. But did you know? And not a lot of people know this. Did you know they've also been mapping population density? Right. I, this one surprised me. And I think it links in as well with Musk's massive amount of satellites that he's been bunging up where we mm. won't even be able to see the stars in the night sky. Basically, he's mapping, I think, that the AI that they have is deep learning about population density in allegedly 20 countries, I, I would personally suspect it's way more, and they so far mapped 21.6 million square miles of the planet. Facebook. So creating a grid to, to track us all. Exactly, matrix. Mm. I think it's like a matrix-style net. I, I, that's what, when I... Not going to woo-woo, but when I tune into that feeling, I just get this kind of star-studded net with satellites and nodes and links around the Earth in a mesh, yeah. if you like. That's kind of the feeling of it. Whether that's correct or not, I mean, it's supposition, isn't it? Apple have bought a, um, a facial recognition AI startup called Emotient. So basically like sentient, but with emojis <laughs> but what that's looking at <clears throat> excuse me is um reaction to ads reaction to film reaction to memes it's mapping emotion in the human face through as i said earlier potential black mirror style with yeah. the device that you're you're operating on but they're also as we know looking into siri and the, and the, and the vocal a um, IQ. It's, it's called Vocal IQ, and it's basically about voice control tech. So this is the Internet of Things, where you go to your fridge and your fridge doesn't allow you access because you haven't paid your, you know, your, your, your gas bill or whatever. It's kind of, um, but that's voice activated, mm. and so Siri is really the experiment of that, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so that gives you the, the the mesh, the control grid, the the if you like, the matrix into which we are plugged. But it, it seems to have a great deal to do with our biology, our genetics and our biometrics. And I think that that has definitely clues in the chain of the dot connect with the transhumanism matrix, this linking to AI, the bioenergy, this, this ability to kind of create battery farms of bioenergy, which is something I think the gaming industry in particular is looking at to, to kind of um, harvest just like wind farms, you know, yeah. Yeah. that kind of thing. And and this has become, I think, this enormous behemoth of, of, of control, of, of, of 
that we cannot escape because we're already in it, as we've said, with the virtual reality, with the iris scan, we've already been logged. There's the, the, there is no chance of escape from that, except in the thing that they keep on forgetting time and again, because even according to the DSM's models, these guys all exhibit traits of NPD, sociopathy and psychopathy. Yeah. I'm not diagnosing them, but the traits that they exhibit consistently over time are by pure definition in the DSM that everyone uses to define forms of behavioural um, psychology. And these acquisitions that they've been making over the last 10 years, combined with their mentally challenged psychos, <laughs> seems to suggest that they're looking for a potential grid of control in which they can pull strings and literally uh, apply pressure where needed, apply for conformity. Um, you know, all you need is to go to your ATM and the scan not work and you're locked out of your finances. Mm. And you have this sort of black mirror again, <clears throat> excuse me, scenario where you've got the, um, what's it called, the social... Crediting system, yes, yeah, credit system already already in place, yeah. partly in China. Yeah, exactly. Well, I would say it's probably rolling out here already as well. So yeah, yeah, people don't. I, I don't that. doubt that. No, people don't understand how crucial that is um, to mm. an end game situation. Once you get rid of physical money, why do you think? Why do you think drugs are always sold physical money in a briefcase? It's non-trackable. It's, it's yeah. the fact as soon as your currency is trackable, they just switch off any minute. As soon as we did a yeah. podcast about this stuff, talked about this stuff, if they're watching you through your telly and you have the wrong thought, 1984, wrong think, they turned your metric, they fine you. They're already doing it. They're fining you for smoking on, on, on trains in China and then they're putting your names up on billboard, your face up on a billboard. Yeah, it's a shame. yeah, yeah. This is happening yeah. in China. Um, people over here don't realize they don't realize and i had the same conversation with someone before and he was like well it won't go that way because we live in it he even said this we live in a democracy and i, I didn't bother answering that back it's like are you, you can't because you they're can't. so far behind that yeah. there is no way of explaining that there was never a democracy anyway no because both sides were funded by the same banking exactly that's exactly. not a democracy that's that's two as you say two wings corporatocracy Yes, yes as well. So they're that far behind these people. So, as you say, we're yeah. a social credit system is one of the big ones that are going to hit yes. people. You hit people in their pocket, then oh gosh, yeah, problems happen. Yeah. And I think yeah. what's happening now, just to quickly wrap this up before we move on, is what mm -hmm. these all sudden changing rules. As you just said, yeah. then this pick, pull the string, push the string, pull the string, poke, see Slight pressure. They're, they're having a go at seeing what what works. They're prodding the voodoo doll of humanity yes. at the moment to see where the pressure points are and they're moving it exactly. around and that's what it's and, and how come and how compliant we are and exactly. it's interesting you should say that because if we're already in the machine if we're already iris scanned if we're all identified in this way you can easily identify enemies of the state absolutely you can weaponize your systems against those enemies of the state you don't even have to round them up you don't even have to round them up. You just literally remove them from the beast system. 
So they can't eat, they can't shop, they can't travel, they can't move. What they're going to do? They're just going to starve on the street and everybody's going to step over them because they don't want to be seen as an enemy of the state either. Absolutely. And Absolutely. so, yes, it, and, and what's interesting about that is that it's very easy right now to spot who's conforming and who is not with the wearing of the masks. Absolutely, yeah. And there is some protection, I think, potentially in wearing one. Well, there is because... It's and I don't mean like... from COVID. No, no, no. <laughs> Sorry, and, and it, I don't and mean it's... from COVID. Yeah. And I've had the same thought as well. And I did the same thing with Siri sometimes. I, I walk around my house talking nonsense. <laughs> because I know in my head that I'm talking nonsense. But this thing can only react to the output I give it. So as you just said, if you wear the mask, obviously COVID's and I believe, I still, I'm going more and more to the point where there was ne not anything. I'm getting more and more along that line, but I'm not putting my eggs in that basket. Yeah, there maybe was something. Um, mm. But really, mm. as you say, you're going to have to learn to play the game yeah. in a sense yeah. and put the mask yeah. on, take the mask off. Yeah. I will never, I don't think I'll ever put the mask on, but I know the implications of that. And yeah. to be honest, I work with David Icke. I really don't think there's much point putting a mask on right now. No, there isn't. Quite no. aware now. Oh, sorry. You're all right. My dog's just Pickle. Pickle. So I, I think we're at the same point. But Pickle. you had a very, very true <clears throat> point there was... Sorry, Ray. How far do you play the game? Are you all right? It's OK. You might have to just cut that. Sorry. <laughs> Pickle. Pickle. Come on. Come on. There's no one there. It's that's my neighbour walking her babies. We've just had the same with the dogs. Okay. No, yeah. That's why I've got a couple of edit points, so that's not a problem. <coughs> do another... Excuse me. So? So um, a point there is, yeah, you just said, <coughs> wearing the mask and playing the game, how do you see... It's <laughs> all right, that's OK. Oh, so then the baby was just crying. Right? Okay. Oh, dear. Pickle, come on. Come on, come here. Come on. Come and say hello to David Icke and all his friends. Come on. <laughs> Come and hello, say hello people. to everyone. Come on. I'll, I, I will just let him wave to everyone. Yeah, 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 of course. He is, he, is, he is a tiny bit of an internet star already. <laughs> yeah. Come on, baby. Come on. Come and say hello to all the viewers. There you are. Hello, darling. This, this is my Wookiee. He's <laughs> gorgeous. This He's is gorgeous. the Wookiee pickle. That's it. There we are. Are you oh, happy now? A cuddly dog. There you are. Lovely. Good boy. There we are. So he's had his moment of 15 minutes. <laughs> 15 seconds, more yeah. like. Sorry, my earpiece fell out you're again. All right, okay. There we are. You just move your camera okay. to the side a bit because you'll disappear. Into Where, the, which, which, left? To your, or right? to your right. My right there? Yeah. That's fine. Better? Yeah. So we were talking Sorry. just about the yeah, wearing the face mask and how they might be... A, be they're using it to see who could comply. Let's just extrapolate on that for a few minutes. Well, again, you know, if, you, if you're not wearing it, you're absolutely obviously either suffering from a number of medical conditions or potentially um, behavioural conditions such as um, phobias, agoraphobia, claustrophobia, trauma. There's all kinds of exemptions to that. Um, and so... You can't necessarily say, well, they're an enemy of the state because a tremendous amount of people will actually fall into this category of exemptions. Quite rightly, who the heck wants to be covered? I've seen people fainting online. I've seen people collapsing due to oxygen deprivation. And I think there's even been people who've died. I think a jogger a couple of weeks ago 
um, collapsed and died uh, with extremely excessively low oxygen levels. Mm. Um, and there was a demonstration that someone sent me on Facebook of a chap who hooked himself up to um, the little finger monitor that you can get, which shows your oxygen saturation levels. And um, he did it prior to wearing the mask and then he did it wearing the mask. And within around about six to eight seconds, the um, the machine that he was using, which I don't know what it was and I would like to, um, immediately went red and started beeping because his oxygen saturation levels dropped to a, an unacceptable level. So it's a difficult, difficult dilemma morally and um, ethically and spiritually and medically that we are under with this mask thing. It's bothered me right from the get-go because there's the ritual aspect of it, the initiate and the, um, you know, the satanic aspects to this, um, which I covered in a post on Facebook. Um, and it, it is very, very concerning. And I don't know the answer. I, I would like to be able to say I do, but I don't. Yeah, it's insidious, um, isn't it? it it's, it can yeah. be no more... No, we have no other example of how psychopathic and psychotic these individuals are to make individuals wear face masks across and the block. globe when they yeah. know that it 99.9% survival rate even if you believe COVID was a thing um, I'm mm. still on the fence I'm not saying either way um, it's still 99.9% survival rate and then to push them into yeah. wearing face masks knowing it's going to it's going yeah. to do the exact, given the exact symptoms that you were supposed oh, to COVID. get from COVID. Top than that, 60 gigahertz um, uh, millimetre waves 5G affects your blood oxygen levels. Yeah. So these are the type of psychopaths we're dealing with. Um, yeah. and, and you need to get an understanding, guys, that you're dealing with Nazi-type mentality here. They're not human the way we see them as human. The humanity has been stripped out of these top level people completely and there's there's no compassion absolutely not to dehumanize the population by removing their facial expressions their connections to each other the emotions the ability to touch hug kiss have sex all of it is literally being blanketed covered and shrouded we're, we're almost being wrapped in shrouds and that depersonalizes us to the point of losing, I think, our humanity, because it is through our connections with each other. It is through the love, the care, the compassion that we all have for each other and for our fellow humans. And indeed, for all life on this planet, it's not just about us. There's, there's, there's uh, uh, millions of other species that, are, that these psychos have absolutely no regard for whatsoever because they've no conscience, they've no empathy. They have greed, they have psychopathy, and yeah, I'm not diagnosing them because you know, one or two might not. I've done a couple of, I've done a whole series on, on this, um, with Richard Grannon about how the R complex is related to what these guys are doing, and and clearly, as clear as you as you say, if you go down the tick list of psychopathy, they tick every every box for psychopathy. In a sane world, these guys would be on Guantanamo Bay locked away because they're dangerous to humanity. That's the true virus. They're a danger to humanity. I agree. Psychologically abusing a global population yes. right now. They're the virus. We need to be able to shun them and turn them away. Grow, go grey rock like people like I've been told to do. Just ignore them. 
you have yeah. to ignore them as soon as you allow yeah. them in they're energy vampires and they yes. use your own goodness against you you don't want to kill yeah. grandma do you you don't want to kill yeah. grandma and you're thinking, yeah the gaslighting your... yeah. is frightening it's so actually. easy to see what these people are so yeah. easy yeah but there's a wedge of humanity that's stuck under their spell and that's what's yes. keeping the wolf to, from the door because we're the yeah. wolf humanity is to get them they're terrified of us but there is yes. a they've used a wedge of humanity that don't understand this to protect yes. themselves that's where yes. we're stuck right now the war is, is amongst humanity and, and and being deliberately created so because yeah. if you gaslight one group to fight the other group you get this polarization which is very much a technique of any npd sociopath or, or or psychopath is to literally get people so completely off topic that they're all fighting amongst themselves and the issue of unity for for humanity is incredibly important right now because we don't have it. You see it daily on places on social media. You see it in the street. You see it now with people who have followed the Nazi agenda. And, oh, sorry, ran out of battery again. We're, we're, we're a bit down again on battery. But you see it every day with people who are now pointing fingers at the person not wearing the mask. So They're ratting out on each other. They're even being encouraged by Cressida Dick, I believe, to wrap their neighbours or anyone not wearing the mask. And, you know, if that isn't Nazi, what the fuck is? Exactly. And what they're doing is they're creating a list of people who are willingly are willing to do that. And they yep. become your PCOs, your public service officers, and they yes. become your Nazis. And that's what yes. they're doing. Their algorithms are taking that list and taking all their biometrics and all of those things are going, these ones will serve us willingly, these ones and these won't. won't. These won't. Yes. These won't. And that's our game. Yep. Play them off against yep. each other. These ones that do are use, useful. We're useful idiots. to them. Unfortunately, yes. they are. And yes. um, that doesn't mean they're bad yes. people. It means they've just not looked into these other things or they cognitively don't want to accept it because it's horrific. Yeah. What would you yeah. like, with all this stuff we've talked about, what is mm. the, the message you would like people to take away from this interview and, and possibly go away and, and pontificate and think about that might change their understanding of what's going on? It's a difficult one, that, because, it, you know, all of this is still speculation because, you know, we're up against the, the lamestream media who feed us gaslit stories that are quite likely fake, possibly even AI-driven, highly likely, I would say. Um, and so getting to the nuts and bolts of the truth has become even harder than it was even a few years ago. So feeling in your mind that you are free as a sovereign human being, breathing good air, drinking clean water, eating food, looking after your health, exercising, looking into the mechanisms of control that these behemoths of companies, corporatocracy, capitalism gone mad, looking into those people and seeing what their seeming agenda is, looking at how they are not regulated, they are not transparent, they have their claws into every aspect of our world, from education to health to politics without question, judiciary, 
they have become this gigantic spider's web, which is incredibly hard now to pinpoint. But there are clues. We are now entering a phase where we cannot swallow the gaslighting of being conspiracy theorists. We're now coincidence theorists. We are looking to connect coincidences that are improbable beyond even the scope of my imagination. I have a good imagination. <laughs> so we're entering, I think, we're as endgame capitalism time now, where they are literally ramping up and monetizing us to the extent that that they have utter and complete control over every single man, woman, child, uh, and however people identify in the world. And that control will be of resources. It will be of people. It will be, in every single way, an impact on our lives, unless, unless we rise like lions from slumber, unless we remember we are many. Our purchasing power is great. And they are incredibly few. Really is. You're talking few thousand people to yeah. almost nine billion people. This can only yeah. be done if it's allowed to be done. And that's what they're terrified of understanding. And that's why I feel like they've ra ramped this up because they realise that we're on the edge. And the more they mm. ramp this up, the harder it gets for them to suppress this. So they're on a losing streak and there really is a human race going on here. And it's I don't panic. believe Yeah, it's mm. panic. They are panicking mm. and that's a great mm. sign. Lee, it's been absolutely amazing. Thank you for your time. I know your battery's low. Um we'll it is a little again yep. soon. So where can people find you, connect with you and share your work and your information? I'm simply on Facebook and nowhere else. I don't have a website, no books, no nothing to sell. Um, so in other words, the, I, I do not come from any agenda whatsoever other than personal interest and a desire to add my voice to anyone else's who is speaking out against these agendas, against these people who are seeking to oppress, suppress and control humanity. It is time, my friends, it is time to stand up and admit that we are sovereign people and use our power of our voices, our bodies, our independence and our freedom to bring this down. It's time. Thank you guys for listening. It's been Iconic.com, glitching the code here with Lily Brunton and we will be back soon. Hope you enjoyed this. Please share this information far and wide. We need as many hands on deck as possible over the next three or four years because it's time to push back. Um, and hold back the flood which is a nice little link into the film that we'll be making yep. together myself and Lily in the next few months thank you guys for listening I'll speak to you soon thank you